Welcome to Wisdom Inspired, a podcast designed to help high achievers to eliminate burnout and overwhelm. Now let's prepare to open our hearts, our minds, and our notebooks to receive today's wisdom. Today is the good or the best, and we are covering um, today, we discussed previously that there are three basic steps to the harvesting process, and uh, those were reaping, thrashing, and cleaning, right? We also uncovered that many times we often stop at the first step or identify harvest by only the first step, which is reaping, right? Oftentimes we just... Um, you know, it's just a habit. It's common, right? In our culture, when we hear the word harvest, we identify that with reaping. And we never really go into depths of understanding that there's two additional steps that really complete the harvest process, right? You typically haven't harvested your crop if it doesn't go through those three steps. And so I've related that to understanding that that's sort of what happens in our lives, right? When God gives us a harvest, there are three steps or three basic steps that we have to go through in order to get that harvest to its best condition and understanding that it's good to reap, right? And reaping the good um, is not a bad thing. Um, But I wanted today to kind of give us a little bit more insight as to where sometimes that may not be God's best for us, right? So when we reap the good, oftentimes if we're relating that to crop and you're only stopping at that first step, well, the reaping is just the cutting off of the crop that's above ground. It's the gathering together of those stalks. And so now what do you do with that? Do you consume just that? Because if we consume just that, then our good doesn't become the best. Our good does not transfer into us being blessed to be a blessing. In Genesis 12 and 2, in the New King James Version, it simply says, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. So if we stop at the good, if we only stop at the the reaping, how does what we've been blessed with become a blessing for others, right? But when you look at the other two steps of the process of harvesting, thrashing, and cleaning, it's sort of preparing the crop so that it can extend beyond you. It's it's preparing it so that it can further serve others while also being provisioned for you. And so I was looking at this, and, and um, I've been inspired recently by the story of Jacob and Esau, and I got a long ways to go in it. But uh, this story was intriguing me because as I was reading some commentary, I realized um, some things that I didn't always know about the story, right? Um, I've heard stories of Jacob. I don't know if those of you that have ever heard it, if you've heard Bible stories, if not, go read it. It's a very good story. Uh, but anyway, oftentimes Jacob, you know, is related to being the swindler, right? And uh, a few years ago I was always questioning why in the Bible he says, I'm the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, right? And when we think of Jacob in our own terms, you know, he was highlighted religiously as a swindler because supposedly he tricked his brother out of his birthright, right? And I say supposedly because it's all based on your interpretation or revelation that God gives you, but God's word never changes, right? So so in that, when you think of it that he swindled his brother, you're like, wow, Jacob was a trickster. You know, Jacob was a pretty, you know, not not a pretty good person, right, that you would think of. And uh, so recently inspiring the story beyond with Jacob and Esau and his relationship with his brother, I went back to 
what God told his mother, right? Uh, Rebecca, so in looking at what God told her, I saw some of the things about the good and the best and how God really set up the harvest process from the beginning. So it helped me to understand what my question was when he says he's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Well, it's the harvest process because Abraham is the reaping, right? Abraham reaped the blessing. He was told that he would be blessed. He, there would be a nation that would come from him. He would be the father of many nations. Like he received the good, right? And then through Abraham, Isaac came. Isaac was the thrashing. He is the process where the blessing went through its separation from personal blessings to what God's blessing is or God's covenant. And then getting to the cleaning process is Jacob. So y'all stay with me. So when we look at Abraham, like I said, he reaped the blessing, right? Prime example, Genesis 12 and 2, as I just read, says, I will make you a great nation. He said, I will bless you, and I will make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. So in that, he's told that there's going to be a process because you're going to be a blessing to others. I'm going to take what I've blessed you with, and I'm going to extend it to others through you. So here's Isaac. In Genesis 25 and 23 from the New King James Version, the message that the Lord sends to Rebekah, which is Isaac's wife at the time. He says, and the Lord said to her, two nations are in your womb. Two peoples shall be separated from your body. One shall be stronger than the other, and the older shall serve the younger. So we look right here. God is reminding or reiterating the nation blessing that he gave to Abraham through Isaac because Isaac was the promised child of Abraham. This didn't go to Ishmael's wife. This went to Isaac's wife, right? So we know Isaac was the blessing that God gave to Abraham and Sarah in the fact that they were in old age and could not bear children. And so here is Isaac with his wife, Rebecca, who was also bearing. You got to go read this and tell you, like, watch the lives of these three, and they were very, very similar. Uh, Isaac basically repeated, repeated the same exact sins uh, to another degree that his father did, right? But anyway, in that, we see right here that the blessings now is being separated because he's telling them that through you, two peoples, two nations are going to come from your womb. And they're going to be separated from your body, okay? And one shall be stronger than the other, and the older shall serve the younger. And this is also right where we see how God turns the natural order of things on its head, right? Because he's telling her, yeah, the birthright, the blessing usually goes through the older, right? But it's not. He tells them it's going to go through the younger. Now, in that story, Rebecca takes it upon herself, right? And here's a side note. It does, just because we know that God knows who we are and knows what we're going to do does not mean we always make the right decisions, right? So this is in any way not to imply that what Rebecca did was the way God wanted it done, but she did it nonetheless using her own way, right? However, 
it goes to where God says all things will work together for good because he is God. Even when we make mistakes, even when we do things that are not in alignment with the heart of God, he will still take what we've done and ultimately bring about his purpose. And that's what he did. Because as you read the story, you'll see how Rebecca tricked her husband, right? It's a whole nother story. Um, so even in that, as we're looking, now we go to the cleaning process. And here is Jacob. Jacob is where the promise gets cleansed. It gets cleaned up so that it will reach all. It goes beyond Abraham's family. It extends to all of us. Because without Jacob struggling with the angel or what some commentaries say was a picture of Christ, none of us would have our right standing. Right, So Jacob is where the promise gets cleansed. It is the completion of the harvest process so that now the harvest is prepared for others to be blessed by. And that is in, found in Genesis 32, verses 25 through 30 of the New King James Version. I'll read. It says, Now, when he saw that he did not prevail against him, he touched the socket of his hip, and the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, let me go for the day breaks. But he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So he said to him, what is your name? He said, Jacob. And he said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have struggled with God and with man and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked, saying, Tell me your name, I pray. And he said, Why is it that you ask about my name? And he blessed him there. So Jacob called the name of the place Peniel, P-E-N-I-E-L, for I have seen God face to face, and my life is preserved. Right there. In that message, we see that had Jacob not wrestled, and it's not a surprising that Jacob wrestled, because if you go back to where the issue with Jacob and Esau arose, Esau sold his birthright to Jacob. And that was because Esau wanted immediate gratification. He did not cherish or value the sacredness of his birthright as the older son. He was willing to give it away so that he could get a bowl of soup. So you can say Jacob tricked him, or Jacob was just in the right place to take advantage of Esau's lack of value for what God had put on his life. Either way, Jacob understood the value. He understood the blessings of God. He understood what that meant. And he was willing, as we see as you go through his life, even at this point, I'm going to wrestle with God because I want what he has. I want what he has decided is best for me. I've done it my way. I have done all the things that I knew to do in my own effort. And Jacob said, I'm going to wrestle with you until you give me what you got for me. And in that, he opened the door for the crop to be prepared for everybody else 
to eat upon. Had it not been for Jacob, there would be no Christ. There would be no salvation. There would be nothing that he dwells with us and now lives in us so that we can live in this world. We would be a lost because of that. It is the completing of the covenant. It's the harvest of the covenant that we see closing out here with Jacob. It's the covenant of grace under which we live, right? So when you get that and understand, you begin to embrace that harvest is a transformation of the good blessing to God's best blessing for you. It's that transformation process because if you only settle for what's good, you now limit yourself to personal blessings that are dependent on your obedience to God and therefore conditional. But when you move and transform the good into God's best, it is now dependent on God's character. It's now dependent on his covenant, and therefore it's unconditional. There's nothing you can do to break it. So I encourage you today to desire not to settle for the blessings of God that just comes from your obedience to him, but to strive and to struggle and move forward through this harvest process so that you are living in the covenant, so that you are living by God's unconditional favor and character and blessing on your life. So because you're going to make mistakes, you're not going to do it right. You're not going to make the right decisions. You're not going to be able to move in the right way knowing it yourself. But if you know that you're under the covenant of God, you know that there's no thing that he will waste in your life. There's no thing that you can do to move outside of it. So his love for you, his covenant of covering and provision, it, it moves from being conditional to unconditional. It's seen also because Jacob is left with a limp, and the leaving of that limp is meant to remind Jacob that he no longer operates under his own strength, but by every step he takes, it's only through God, because he understood that it was God that blessed him. It was God that preserved his life, and that is the same thing that God wants to do with us. So wherever you might be left with a limp through this process, don't worry about it. It's your reminder that you are now living under the covenant. You're living by God's strength and not by your own. Do not limit yourself to just the personal blessings. Don't settle for just the good of reaping it, but take and complete the harvest process. Let your personal blessings Go through God's harvest process so that it can become sufficient for blessing others. So that you will not only be the blessed, be blessed because of it, but you will be used to be a blessing. You will receive God's best for your life. So I hope today's wisdom has inspired you. I hope it has intrigued you to go and study some things for yourself. That is ultimately always the goal here at Wisdom Inspired is to drop nuggets to support you in your study so that you can rightfully apply God's word to your personal and professional journeys so that you are fully equipped to do what God has called you to do. So hopefully we've done that today and accomplished it, and we thank you for listening. Have a great and wonderful day, and meet us back on the line tomorrow. I hope you enjoyed the episode of Wisdom Inspired that was brought to you by the AAC Coworking Community, a virtual community designed to support female entrepreneurs, business owners, and freelance professionals. For more, go to wisdominspired.net.